0: our our theme song um for for this service though uh, for this this series over the summer uh you have to get ready for key music jumping in the house of god jump up jump in the house jumping in the house of god jumping in the house of god jump up jump in the house jumping in the house of god jumping in the house of god jumping in the house of god jump jump in the house jumping in the house of god jumping in the house of god jump up jump in the house jumping in the house of god one in three, three in the same you we'll Who's in you the house? Who's in the house? No, come on right. listen, truth, It's a bit quiet in church. church Those who praise your name gave blessings We're walking in the light of your presence Stick up your hands, stick em up, get em up in the air Raise Come up, on a bit more sound Stick up your hands, stick them up, get em up, in the, them up in the air Raise them up, bump in prayer We're getting busy A bit quiet busy. busy Who's in the house? No. All right, you can relax. You can relax. You know, sometimes it takes us a bit of time to kind of get a bit of fun going. You know, we're a bit serious, aren't we? So uh, we, you know, we just want to kind of get you about uh, a bit enthused, a bit stirred. It's about stirring up our faith and, uh, you know, and the Holy Spirit. Well, do you know, sometimes you release joy when you jump. Alright, so who's in the house? What's in the house! Come on Claire, pass Claire.
1: <laughs> okay, today we're not actually in the house, we're in the garden. You see my garden here, and my here, balls. So sometimes we need to turn the TV off and we need to go where? Outside. Because the garden is just as much part of the house as every other room. The garden is its own room in itself. And the trouble with today is I bet every person in this room has with them a phone or a Tablet or something on them, don't you? Is there anybody who doesn't? Yay! (laughs) But I remember we had an open house um, in our house one Christmas. And I went upstairs, and all the boys had gone up to Joseph's room. And I went upstairs to check they were all okay. And when I opened the door... There was about six of them in there. And they were all sitting separately in the room, either playing on their phones or playing on their hand games. Nobody was talking or interacting with one another. They were all lost in their own little worlds. And the trouble with us, with our phones and our tablets and the TV and our computers, The trouble is that if we're not careful, we spend our time in our isolated little world so we look like we're together, but we're not together at all. And what we need to learn to do, we've all learned how to use these now, but what we now need to learn to do is to put them down. And we need to learn to talk face-to-face again with one another. And we need to learn to communicate with one another. Because, I'm sorry if this is more of a word to the adults, but what are we teaching our children? Where are they learning from? Because they need to learn from us. And Alan and I had a very interesting time this morning putting together this sermon and the bits and finding scriptures. Because I want to say to you, You need to go out into the garden and you need to have fun. But the word fun is not in the Bible. So we were like, oh, no, because we want to base this on Scripture. But actually, there's loads of Scriptures because we should love one another. We should care for one another. We should listen to one another. We need to spend time with one another. So if you take all the different Scriptures It actually is all there, that we should be inclusive. God has called us to be family. And whether that's in your family unit or whether that's your family in the church, God has called you to be together and to spend time with him. Isn't it annoying when you're talking to somebody and you're trying to communicate with them and they're doing this?
0: hmm hmm
1: Yes, darling. Does that happen to anybody else? I never do. <laughs> no comment. In my house, I have to do this. I have to go, Alan. Alan. Alan, and then finally he'll realize I'm not going to say anything until he looks up because I want his undivided attention. Now, I'm his wife, and I can demand that of him. But what about our children? Have you thought about your children and how much they're longing for your undivided attention? But we get caught up in all these games and stuff. We get caught up in the busyness of the world, not just these things, but work. And so I'm going to speak on behalf of the children today. And I'm going to say, put your work to the side and let them know you're available. We had um, at home one day You know, when we were planting the church, Alan would go out to work all day, and then he would come home in the evening, and he would do his stuff for church. And the trouble was that his desk was in our bedroom, which was on the third floor in our house. And one day, Abby came to me, she was really upset, and she said, Mummy, 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 I just want to spend time with Daddy, but he's always working. And I thought, OK, this is really important. I need to go upstairs. I need to let Alan know that his children want him. And I went upstairs, and I found Alan on a computer game. Is it all right to say this?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I didn't... didn't I
1: found Alan on his... He'd gone into his cave. You know how men... Sorry, men. You know how you go into your caves? Come on. You know you do that. Because you want to (laughs) conquer. Especially when you've had a really naff day. You want to conquer. And Alan was playing on his, his game. And I was so cross. I was like, Alan, get downstairs. Your children want to be with you. Wasn't I... (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't yeah.
1: remember. <laughs> but what it made us realize is, what, what do our children see? What's the perception? You know? Do they think when we're on the computer we're always working? I'm trying, what I'm trying to say is, what we do says a lot to our children. What I'm trying to say is, make yourself available. But I also want to say the same thing to you children. <clears throat> okay? Because I know that lots of you probably have computers in your rooms or you go off and you do things. Do you make yourself available to spend time with your mum and dad? Or are you like, I want to go and do my thing? What about being with them in the kitchen? What about being with your mum and going, Mum, can I help you cook dinner tonight? Or dad? Dad? Can I help you cook dinner or can I help you do something? What about making yourself available to the children, to your parents and not shutting yourself away? We've had to really work hard to do that at home. So one of the scriptures, I'm just going to change tact here. One of the scriptures that I found was a cheerful heart Proverbs 17, a cheerful heart is good medicine. But if we're going to have cheerful hearts, that means we've got to find things to do that are fun and joy together. Yes, yes. Yeah. And so we would often take the children out, not just to do what we wanted to do, but what they wanted to do. And I don't mean let's go to the Trafford Centre and walk around the shops. Do you know how boring that is to a 10-year-old boy? I'm speaking for you, 10-year-old boys. (laughs) Not if you're going to the Apple store, Alan. (laughs) But, um, But going to the park, going for a walk, going to do something fun, going bowling or going swimming... Doing something together as a family, just because you are a family and just because it's good to have fun together and to laugh together. One of the things that we joke about is the difference, the car journeys that Alan and I had when we were young. Because in Alan's Alan's car journeys, they had books, books were put into their hands and they were to sit and be quiet. But my dad, he did amateur dramatics when he was younger. And he had all these funny songs and things that we would sing in the car. And our car journeys were full of all these songs that we used to do. And so I'm going to teach you one now. Now, we wouldn't necessarily sing this one in the car, but this is one of the ones he taught us. Because if my dad took the hands off the wheel, it was dangerous. So, it's a really good game because we can all play it together and you might well know it. And it goes like this. It goes, <clears throat> my hat, it has three corners, three corners has my hat. If it hasn't got three corners, it cannot be my hat. Can you do that? Come on then. Ready? My hat, it has three corners, three corners has my hat. If it hasn't got three corners, it cannot be my hat. Do you want to do it again? Okay. My hat, it has three corners, three corners has my hat. If it hasn't got three corners, it cannot be my hat. Okay, so we're going to do it again, but we're going to take the word hat out. Are you Ready? My, it has three corners, three corners has my. If it hasn't got three corners, it cannot be my. Okay, corners. My, it has three, three has my. If it hasn't got three, it cannot be my. Okay, my. It has three, three has. If it hasn't got three, it cannot be. Okay, three. It has... Has... If it hasn't got... It cannot be. Okay, ready? Now, really fast, the whole thing, you can say all the words. Ready, go. My hat, it has three corners, three corners, has my hat. If it hasn't got three corners, it cannot be my hat. Okay, give yourselves a clap. But that's fun. And my dad used to teach us all these ridiculous, funny songs that we would sing in the car all the way down to Cornwall when we used to holiday in Cornwall. But it's part of fun. It's part of being together. And, um, you know, play, play is actually a really important part of growing up. And I used to... I like spending time with my children. You all know that I love my kids so much. But I like being with them, and actually, I'm a big kid myself. And I like all these games, and I like all these songs, and I like to do all these crazy things. But that can only happen if we make ourselves available, and if we turn off the TV, and if we step outside into the garden, and we have lots of fun. And we were thinking about, this morning, Alan and I, we were thinking about play. And you learn so many things when you're playing. You learn to share when you're playing. But you don't learn to share when you're on your own. You learn to cope with winning and losing. We live in a society today where at school... Our children are told, everybody wins a prize. Everybody, you know, gets a prize. But in life, you know, if you say that to your boss, hey, so-and-so got a pay rise, can I have one too? You know, it doesn't work. But actually, when you play board games, when you play outside and you play cricket or, or whatever you do, football, you actually, it's an opportunity to teach your children how to win and how to lose. There's a gracious way to win. And there is a really gracious way to lose. And we actually found this was quite a big thing with one of our children. And we actually deliberately played games so they lost. Because they would have a tantrum every time they lost. And we thought, they've got to learn, because what's life, They're not, we're not setting them up right. So we used games to teach them how to, to win and how to lose. Also, play. When you go outside, we you go outside your house, you observe the world. You observe what God has placed you in, creation. And you see everything around and you can talk about the change of the seasons and you know you can go to the zoo or you could go to the farm you know you can go and you can look at different things and you can use that don't just rely on school to teach your children but you teach your children too respect when you're playing games it's respect respecting one another You learn not to cheat, or in the case of my sister, how to cheat, but (laughs) But you learn what is the right way and what is the wrong way, because you have to learn how to be with one another. This is very tenuous, a very tenuous scripture, because you know me, I don't like to take scriptures out of context, (laughs) From Matthew 6, where your treasure is, there is your heart. Sorry, I'm mucking around. It's because it's, I'm ready for my holiday. Okay. <laughs> where, your, um, where your treasure is, there is your heart. A bit tenuous, because I don't want to take it out of context. But you know, if you put time and energy into your children, that's where your heart is.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, but if you're, if, you're, if you're too busy, you go out and play and I'll stay here. You go and do that and I'll stay here. No, you go out into the garden. What have you planned for August? What have you planned to do as a family? Yes, we have to work. But when you come home and the evenings are long, what have you planned to do with your children? What have you planned that's fun to do with them so that you are all together? Children, what have you planned to do with your parents? what would you like to do with them? Have you told them? Have you said, you know, mummy, can we go to the park? Or, you know, don't be afraid to do that. I'm going to speak again on behalf of the children here. Because having grown up the way I did with my dad away a lot, time with my dad was so precious. Nowadays, we... We don't think anything of flying to Australia for a week and flying back, but my dad would fly to Australia for six weeks in a row, come back for two, and then go off to the States for a month, and then come back, and then he'd be off somewhere else. So when he was home, time was precious. And so I wanted to make sure that the time Alan had with the children were precious. And so after that incident I said earlier on about the kids, him not being available for the kids, we actually set up dates. And each of our children had a date with their dad. And they got to choose what to do. Yeah. <laughs> so kids, listen. All your parents can hear what I'm saying to you. You know? is we said to our kids, come up and come and tell us, what would you like to do? Joseph wanted to go and see Concord because Concord was at Manchester Airport. That was great. Bex wanted to go and eat sushi. Alan doesn't like sushi, <laughs> but actually, Bex loves it and it's so blessed, Bex. It was amazing. She I like thought, that. you like it now, do you? Okay. And all Abby wanted to do was go and watch the latest Lord of the Rings film. <laughs> which was easy for Alan to do. But what happened is that three Saturdays in a row... well No, actually, we did it one Saturday a month, didn't we? You gave time to the children. And the important thing is that Alan has a fantastic relationship with all our children now. Okay? And so do I. Why? Because we give them time. And so this message, I'm sorry it's more to the adults, but children, I'm speaking on your behalf. Remember that. It's about not being too busy. It's about making yourself available as a family. It's about turning the television off, stepping out into the garden, outside, and having fun together. Amen. We,
0: we also want to just turn to Genesis, because I want you to see what God did with man. Right at the start. Genesis chapter 2. It it says in verse 19, it says, The Lord God formed out of the ground all the beasts of the field, the birds of the air, and he brought them to the man to see what he would name them. And whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. So man gave names to all the livestock, the birds of the air, and the beasts of the field. God had fun having made the whole of creation. He had fun. With his children. He had fun getting them to name and call things. Because as he helped them to name things, he helped them to see they had dominion over all things. When we take our children and we actually spend time like this, we begin to be able to speak and teach them spiritual truths that we're going to get into in the uh, future weeks.